Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please, open your mind. Open your mind. Open. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Next week, I'm going to be on from 3 to 5, and we are going to focus on the Georgia governor's race uh, with some observations about Stacey Abrams. We'll talk about the debate And I'm also going to have a special guest whose focus is election integrity in Georgia, Garland Favorito. So you're going to want to tune into that. Uh, We are also in the third hour of our talk about um, a discussion about James Comey, what role he is playing in this, what I consider to be a massive operation from the highest levels that's been going on for decades to to literally, to use the words of Michael Chertoff, who was the Homeland Security Secretary, to change the legal architecture of this country. That's what he said he wants to do. That is what they are up to. And I don't think there are two sides. I don't think the Democrat, somebody on one side is fighting against this and the other side is fighting for it. They're both working towards it and the way they treat events or even perhaps manufacture events is justifying policies they act like are reactions to these events but in reality they're all marching us towards this new legal architecture and uh the rights enshrined in the bill of rights people like oh you fixate on the bill of rights i don't fixate on the bill of rights i want them you know i'm just trying to defend them i don't think they're uh you know um that a piece of paper with black squiggles on them is going to change you know is is going to protect me but those protections are the legal architecture they are the undergirding of our our ability as individuals not to be completely overwhelmed by the uh powerful and rich organized elite for lack of a better term who want to use laws and that kind of power to exploit us if you want to be extreme about it you could say to enslave us and uh the only thing i've thought of that we can do is be hyper vigilant about getting our about defending our rights and that's very clear to people when it comes to the Second Amendment. Not sure it's going to work. You know, they, they keep trying through ideas. They keep trying to erode our mentality on that and through events. But the other stuff, like the protections 
trial by jury and the right to a public defender and attorney-client privilege, these protections are kind of second tier that not everybody experiences every day. It's not top of mind. They're working on those too. And when they're gone and they come after you for, for speech you don't like, they don't like, and they go after you for something they say you did 10 years ago that has nothing to do with free speech and you can't protect yourself, then you're going to realize how important, how genius these protections are. And as I see, like the FBI raid Michael Cohen's office, and I think that's an attack on the legal architecture. Those people are acting politically. And then I hear James Comey uh, on this book tour where he does everything he can to establish himself, so the first hour or two we've been talking about, I played lots of clips about James Comey talking about ethical leadership, stability, truth, and and then then he starts getting into uh, in these in these interviews that he's been doing how rock solid the FBI is, how apolitical it really is, how every single person who shows up with the exception, you know, few exceptions just searches their souls every day to figure out the right and wrong of things and will fall on their swords for it. That's literally the line he's peddling here. And uh, and we also just proved, if you if you want to re-listen to it, you got to go to propagandareportdaily.com later in the week. We'll, we'll post it. That he, to this day, is lying, slandering a person that he falsely accused of a crime like 30 years ago. The guy actually got a settlement of $5 million because... The, the um, travesty against justice was so uh, uh, severe and and Comey is still suggesting this guy is guilty when there is no way the guy is guilty. I mean, that's the truth this guy clings to. So I want to I want to play some of these clips of, of him telling you. So now in the context of understanding what this guy is really all about, you can then hear these clips and see what he's what he's what he's really there for what his what his agenda is right now and and it's above partisanship i get first i want to get to some tweets uh binkley what's your um binkley my producer is here he i think we're on the same page we're not always on the same page truly but uh i'm usually further down the rabbit hole though occasionally you're further down the rabbit hole but um i know with comey we're on the same page and uh You've pulled a lot of these clips, and I'm, I'm hoping you can give me a tweet, and then we'll move on to the clips. I have a tweet from Tim who says, what would happen if the uh, prosecution was recommended for Comey? Just speculate. I, I, I can't. I don't want to speculate. That, that, to me, is the distraction. That's the problem here. It's not about that. Who cares? If they, if they hung him from a flagpole, I wouldn't. It would not it wouldn't take away from the truth of of what he's doing. You know, if he doesn't get away with it, someone else is going to do it. If he falls, there will be somebody else to take his place. Like, that's how I think about these lifetime actors. And I believe this guy's a lifetime actor. So there was a Detroit mayor who was really meant for big things, Kwame Kirkpatrick or something like that. And it didn't didn't work out. Something went wrong. Somebody bamboozled him. I don't know. But then he fell from grace and and had legal trouble, all this kind of stuff. Maybe even went to jail. It doesn't mean he wasn't uh, a lifetime actor. And it doesn't mean that whatever his agenda was for Detroit or the larger stage, 
isn't really going to happen. So like Stacey Abrams, we're going to talk about next week all the kind of high-level affiliations she has, Sheriff Israel and the Parkland thing. These people have associations from a very high level. So there's a lot of people like that, you know, being in different positions all around the country and the world. And not all of them are going to make it to the finish line. Some of them are so successful, like Edward Snowden, that they roll out, you know, more stuff for them to do. They're so good at it, they can just trot them out whenever they want and and get more out of it. But that's not what I what I think matters here. It's not it's not really about Comey. I'm discrediting him so that you understand that he's just acting. That this stuff is all baloney. And then you got to say why? And why are the media letting him get away with it? Why are we the only I'm absolutely certain you did not hear that um the wife of the guy he railroaded being interviewed anywhere else like it was hard to find that and but why why is it hard somebody's pushing it down and why isn't anybody else finding it they don't have staffs anderson cooper doesn't have a staff as big as binkley you know what i mean like it just doesn't make sense so it's bigger than that i want to play one clip and then uh i'm happy to take some calls 404-872-0750-800 wsb talk of course tweets are always uh specialty at monica perez show let us uh, let me just think for a second. Um, well, let's do clip seven first. In my experience, and, and so it's both the five months I worked under President Trump and since, they view the institutions of justice with contempt as just another piece on the board. When that piece is doing something that the leadership doesn't like, it should be knocked over and dirtied up. And that is a terrible place for us to be as a country. The FBI is not politicized. That's nonsense. The FBI, though, is being politically attacked. And the reason that is so dangerous and so stupid, even if you're a Republican, we need those institutions. All of us need those institutions. And there's a reason that Lady Justice wears a blindfold. So she's not peeking out to see what President this or President that thinks about her decisions. Without that, without that blindfold, one of the major pillars of this democracy is lost, and that is, should be deeply worrying to all of us, including Republicans in Congress who know better. Now he's starting to talk about, talk like uh, some of your indivisible guys were like, even Republicans, even those uh, advocates of mass shootings, Republicans yeah. should know better than to want to sully the FBI just ignore the history of lies yeah and I'm not I'm not attacking FBI agents and cops I mean millions of people work for the government you know they're cops in my family teachers in my family I'm not I don't think these guys show up to work every day let's subvert the Constitution (laughs) you know that is not what I think I think 99% of the stuff is straight-up crime-solving you know, and then on an individual basis, they work hard or not hard, depending on their own personal character, just like everybody else in every other walk of life. But things that are this powerful and above the law get exploited. And having this guy do a book tour to tell me to trust them doesn't help at all, because we know the rule of law does not really apply at the very highest levels. That's why some people are prosecuted and some people aren't. So... Uh, it's, I personally think the whole point of this guy 
is to be like, even somebody who's wrong, you know, even though he's a bad guy and you don't like him and he leaks stuff and he's wrong, at least he's telling us stuff. You know, he's an idiot. He leaks stuff. At least he's telling us stuff. You know, his memos, at least they're true. The stuff they get from Michael Cohen's office, they're probably going to dribble that out, even if it's in there or not. And then they'll be like, well, you know, it's true because they didn't mean to tell you. It's like, well, (laughs) that's part of the game, isn't it? So let's get... um, Let's bring it home with some of the uh, the uh, bigger agenda from Comey's book tour after the break. 800-WSB-TALK at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today of 74. Tomorrow's high 70. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I also have a weekend prize pack for you. A pair of tickets to see... Blues rock guitarist Joe Bonamassa, who I have a tweet, one of my first tweets, JQ, has been telling me how great this Joe Bonamassa is for years. I have yet to see him in person, but he does appear to be a virtuoso. So these are two tickets uh, to see him when he returns to Atlanta for two shows, May 4th and 5th at the Fox Theater. So the first to call, 404-741-0750, we'll get that. Those tickets, that's going to be a great night. Um, and we, I, Binkley read a tweet to me before the break. What would happen if uh, Comey got prosecuted for whatever, lying or leaking, whatever it is that's the thing people are mad about? I'm annoyed with him for trying to uh, restructure the way this country works and uh, undermine our protections by defending the institutions who are undermining them. But that's just me. So, um, Binkley, but you had a different response. In 30 seconds, what do you think would happen? If he were prosecuted, he'd be turned into a martyr, and the story would be that a horrible injustice was done, and the propaganda message that he's spreading right now would be that much more impactful. And he'd probably get off in the end. Yeah. And then you would have this exoneration and party. And then he could legitimately claim to have made $20 million on yeah. a book, you know. And then he'd be off to the races forever, I guess, is how it would really work. So that I thought that was a good insight. Um, and then there's uh, some other... We I want to get into a little bit of of the meat of the protections I was talking about. I think it's a little hard to just throw out there and and for people to get it right off the bat. So let's go over that a little bit after the break. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. Next week we're on 3 to 5, uh, talking about the Georgia governor's race. But today we are talking about what I think is the bigger picture about... uh, I think there's a systematic effort from the top that is designed to erode our rights and... Uh, I think it's, you know, you could call it the deep state. I don't know. But then I don't know what to believe because Comey told me this week that there is no deep state. Let me hear clip eight. 
It's not just the FBI, though, as an institution which is under attack. You have confidence in the strength of, of the institutions. I've, I've had uh, um, uh, former uh, well, General Michael Hayden on my program a lot, and he's talked about the, the thin veneer of civilization and how thin that veneer actually is. We like to think it's very deep and, and solid and everlasting. Uh, he uses the example of Sarajevo, a multicultural uh, city, which uh, was, was, you know, for a laid siege to for, for years. Um, what gives you the belief that the institutions are strong enough? Because I know them, and because I know no president serves long enough to destroy the culture that is at the root of them. I hear this term, deep state, all the time, and I, there's no deep state, but there is a deep culture and a commitment to the rule of law, equal protection of the laws, the fundamental values that are at the core of our Constitution that runs really deep in the FBI, the Justice Department as a whole, the intelligence community, the United States military services. It is the ballast that gives me comfort, and I hope should give all Americans comfort. Yeah, that's not <laughs> the deep state, the deep culture, you can call it whatever you want, but it is not marked, it is not characterized by this deep, selfless commitment to the rule of law. You know, I mean, this is just, this is nonsense. But, <laughs> but that's not what he thinks is nonsense. Let's hear clip nine. You said there's no deep state, but you talk about a deep culture. It doesn't sound that much different. I mean, a deep culture which, you know, has ways of doing things and believes it is the right way of doing things, isn't that some of what President Trump was elected to shake up? Absolutely not. I'm talking about a culture of commitment to the rule of law and to the values enshrined in our Constitution. That's the value at the heart of the United States military and the intelligence community and the law enforcement community. No one, I hope, voted for him with the idea that he would destroy those values. And so that's what I mean by a deep culture. It's a culture that we should celebrate. And the rest of us who are not part of it ought to make sure we call it out when we see it threatened and damaged. So when some say the deep state is trying to destroy President Trump, you're saying point blank, that's not true. That's nonsense. So I just want to point out that he said that the the guiding principle of the intelligence community is fidelity to the Constitution, <laughs> which I think any normal journalist might say, well, you know, whatever. However, the only job outside of journalism that Anderson Cooper ever had was his two summers with the CIA. So I'm not thinking he's the guy to speak truth to power, as he called upon Comey to do. And he's a Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, that's right. So if there is the oligarchy, you know, then he's part of that, too. But that's the thing with this stuff. It's it, he's what he's saying is ridiculously naive. I mean, no matter how you slice it, even if you don't think that there's like 10 guys at the very top who have been pulling the strings or or their ancestors are pulling the strings for 100 years or a thousand years, or whatever, even if you don't think that. This idea that these that these institutions themselves aren't politically maneuvering um, places where people try to get the most out of their power and privilege. I mean, that's how you get the, to the top, I think. What he describes are people that would defy human psyche. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's just it's not possible because they actually, yes, do psychological studies on the impact of power on, uh, you know, the, the exercise of power. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I wanted to, I'm starting to get calls um, probably on this, but I just, I wanted to, before I'm, I get to those calls, you were saying something, or we were talking about the Bill of Rights, and you made an excellent point. Uh, what What is your take on that? I was saying that we need to defend, be hypervigilant about the Bill of Rights. I'm not worshiping it. I'm just saying that's like the bare minimum of what we need. So when they talk about taking it away, we've got to, uh, even if it's Nicholas Cruz and they're saying he shouldn't get a public defender or the right to an impartial jury trial, that's nuts. You can't cannot entertain those thoughts um, because once those protections are gone, the abuse of power, even if it doesn't happen now, just like I said, psychologically speaking, the people in power cannot help but use it, no matter who gets into power once they're there. So, and But you took it a little deeper than that. Well, I think it's about being hypervigilant about understanding the true meaning of the rights so that we can recognize when there are covert attempts to destroy them or take them away because the attack on them, it it comes from within and it comes through reinterpretation as opposed to just an overt destructive attack. Right. So what you so I was absolutely raised on this. Like I was ra- my father would talk to us about the rights, the Bill of Rights, human basic rights. He was like your very classic kind of traditional conservative in the American sense of the word, which is individual liberty, personal responsibility, subsidiarity, which means the smallest position of authority should have the authority if it can. That's states' rights, stuff like that. So I was absolutely weaned on it. And he would say, you need to understand your principles so anytime you face a decision, you're able to apply those principles. Otherwise, you have to flop around for hours trying to like, well, then what would happen? But then what would happen? But then what would happen? And there's no reason to think you're going to end up in the right, you know, the right chair, like the right when the music stops, you might not come to the right answer. But if you really understand principles and how to apply them, you won't get bamboozled. But but I think some of the stuff you've shown us um, in the past uh, from Indivisible, George Lakoff, like the modern day Edward Bernays, these people, uh their kind of goal. And when we talked about Starbucks last week, where um, one of the kids said, one of the men who was arrested said, right, rules are rules, but right is right. You know, which, which makes it all feel very subjective, very nebulous, very hard to get your arms around. And how do you know then what's right? If the rules aren't right, how do you know what's right? Because of your principles? Well, these are your principles, but that's not what they're going for. They want you to take their marching orders. More or less, right? Yeah, exactly. And to destroy critical thinking, on top of not having the foundation of right and wrong, you don't have the the faculty of reason anymore because, you know, there's some of that in it too, isn't there? Yeah, and they create or they suggest policies with uh, wholesome-sounding names that speak to these outrages or, or problems that are at the forefront of people's minds but really take away your rights. The broad-ranging impact that you talked about. Yes, and uh, and you know this is the danger. I don't want to harp on like public schools and all that kind of stuff. It's not just that. It's it's the YouTube generation. It's it's having both parents work and having the kids. Like Stacey Abrams says, like three years old is too late for the state to get their hands on your kids. We're going to play some of those clips next week. Uh, it's all about people losing their grip on this um very it is what we have a, a a culture of you know multicultural history in this country 
uh, like it or not. But but what brings us together, what allows that us to cohere over the over the centuries is the philosophy. And we need to understand that. And we do understand it. And, you know, you wake up pretty quick if you come and there's no safety net and then you have to function economically. You very quickly understand uh, free markets. I mean, there used to be free markets here, but, you know, you understand that you understand how to behave in a certain way that facilitates trade. You know, like it, it, it creates a culture and they're trying to destroy that because property rights and other rights are are, are are a very important part of that. And if they can tear that down, they can kind of tear everything down. So, um, but I did want to get to some calls. Let me let me do real quick. I'm going to Steve in Lawrenceville. What you got? Hey, Monica. Hey. hey. Uh, first of all, a little butt kissing is in order because, and it's, it's not fake, you are the only awesome thing to listen to on a Saturday. The only yeah. really, really awesome awesomely smart person to listen to on the radio are we getting the butt not just the butt kissing but is there a butt a <laughs> little no, bit nope that's it nope i'll bring nope. it on thanks um, buddy are, thanks are you are you are you uh syndicated no no nope. i just do that if i were syndicated i would probably disappear <laughs> i feel like i'm walking this edge this line where i say whatever i want because not quite enough people hear me to know, like, hey, that chick in Atlanta is a problem. <laughs> you know, you just... TV, Fox News. You could do a Mark Levin. I no way. No, no, no. They don't want that. Nobody wants that because I have a question for you. I attack them. Go. Um, I think that Sessions is deep state. <sighs> you know, is, do you? You you wonder? Uh, this is my my thing of of Sessions is that. He said, when you listen to his whole, like, I listened to four hours of his testimony. He, it, he explained why he recused himself. I mean, the guy, I don't, I'm a libertarian, so I don't actually believe with his basically neoconservative viewpoint. I really don't. But that guy has got me real, it's so, I mean, he, if he's an actor, he's a much better actor than James Comey, for Blake, example. McCain, Graham? McCain and Graham are, are just, those guys are owned and paid for by the military industrial complex they will say anything that starts a war those guys session somehow strikes me different but you look he t- he abandoned his post there in alabama and he won by 97 percent. and and now there's a democrat in his place you know mm-hmm. I, I mean the impact is undeniable and and i just he seems so sincere but what makes you think he's deep state well, he cited something that, uh, that somebody is who, who isn't a lawyer. I mean, he's supposed to be a lawyer, right? I mean, yeah, he's, he's a lawyer. A prosecutor, a lawyer. Um, you'd think that he would be a, as a constitutionalist, or supposedly yeah. somebody who really cares about the Constitution. You'd think that he would know that the way that he recused himself isn't even uh, part of the code. I mean, so no, like, he cited it. He cited it uh, like letter and number of the law that it was yeah, it, didn't, uh, it, didn't, it didn't apply to, to his particular circumstance that's what made me think wow. he said he was under he was involved in the campaign and the campaign was the subject of investigation yeah, but uh okay so on fox news um uh, uh hannity broke it down um and he actually cited the code again and he said wow uh and then and then a constitutional expert came on who who's a lawyer a, a constitutional lawyer and said this this actually doesn't even apply 
And, well, and- I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to analyze that myself. But I would imagine that airing on the side of propriety or the appearance of propriety would be consistent with my impression of Sessions' character. But... I mean, the proof is in the pudding. He certainly doesn't seem like a fool. And it does feel to me like the uh, the outcomes will not be good for this country on some of the some of the results of his decisions. So that's a tough one. Uh, I want right after the break, Patrick and Cummings says he has a must read recommendation for me. I love stuff like that. Uh, and uh, that's probably going to be my last call, folks. But I'll, I'll take tweets all night at Monica Perez show. Sunshine with a forecast high of 75 Monday as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And Patrick, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to make your recommendation. You are on the air. Patrick. Oh, talking to Patrick. Oh, okay, I didn't hear my name. Sorry. Bring it, bro. Now. All right, here we go. Real quick. You can trust the communist to be communist. 1960 is Dr. Fred Schwartz. Go on the internet. You can get it on Amazon for like four dollars. I got to tell you, Patrick, almost all of my reading comes from uh, the mid twentieth century when the the culture of this country, as it was connected to uh, the American experiment, uh, was dying, and there were a lot of people writing books and stuff. And trying to forestall the death throes. Those are great books. Thank you, Patrick. Anybody who wants to hear that recommendation or this show can go to propagandareportdaily.com in a few days and see that. This is Monica Perez. I'll be back next week, uh, three to five. And right now, I'm going to leave you with uh, uh, an impression of Comey's um, verity. Here you go, and goodbye. I don't have concerns about President Trump's physical fitness, whether he has dementia, I've read stuff like that, I don't buy it. I don't think he's mentally, mentally unfit. I've read stuff about that he's, you know, this bit about dementia and whatnot, I don't buy that. I don't buy the stuff about him being mentally incompetent or early stages of dementia. He seems to be a person of above average intelligence. He seems to be a person of above average intelligence. He strikes me as a person of above average intelligence. He follows tracks a conversation, all those kinds of things. Who's tracking conversations and knows what's going on. My concern is with his moral fitness. I don't believe he's morally fit to be president of the United States. I actually believe he's morally unfit to be president. And I think he's morally unfit to be president. And I say that because, and I say it because someone who is able to see moral equivalence in Charlottesville, a person who sees moral equivalence across both sides in Charlottesville, a person who sees moral equivalence in Charlottesville, or to speak and treat women like they're pieces of meat, who treats and speaks about women like pieces of meat, who talks about and treats women like they're pieces of meat, and to lie constantly, and who lies constantly, who lies constantly, that collection of attributes makes a person morally unfit to be a leader, no less the president of the United States. That person's not fit to lead, no less to be the leader of the free world, the president of the United States. That person's not fit to be president of the United States on moral grounds. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.